It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I don't want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I win here and I win there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. Here comes the money. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. You were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly. I ended up getting the cash for that for that first half, Wes, on the uh, on the game that you were ahead of me uh, on. And I, I <laughs> we're going to start right away with live action. Then we'll figure out what we're doing for the show. So I always start with you guys and and see what you're on that we could hop on in terms of live action. So let's start with Black Hawk West. Now you had mentioned a hockey game earlier, but technically that hasn't started yet. Correct. No, it, it'll start here momentarily. I, I think, I think we're we're finding a nice system play in in this hockey. And you know, the, for the listeners out there, system play is when you just if this happens and that happens, I bet this, and it's just kind of automatic. It has nothing to do with a line that you happen to read or or anything you broke down. It's it's not. It, so what we found yesterday was we were able to really capitalize off of a never started in the NHL goalie. And uh, he got beat up pretty good last night. Mm-hmm. And so St. Louis is starting a goalie that has yet to have an NHL start. He's made appearances. He's unwell in the minors. But St. Louis has, has used about four goals this year. So we're jumping yep. on the other side. We're jumping on Detroit for the first period over a half a point. This is minus 130. That is a really good line for a P1 over. And then uh, I'm looking at over two and a half for the game. I don't care if, if Detroit wins the game or not. I just like their chances of being able to hang three goals on a on a rook. Yeah, and 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 again, um, last night the the goals were, I mean, the over nine and a half cash for heaven's sakes. And those are the best ones where you don't even have to think about it. And at that point, you you cash this, you cash that. Well, let's put half of that profit back on this, and then that cashes too. And those are the best kind of hockey games to, yeah, and, to be cashing on. But but that first hit is so key because you're 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 guaranteed a winner, even if it's five bucks. Okay, if you got if you got the you know uh, you do fifty here and then thirty five here, and you mm-hmm. know you you get the vig and stuff, and that. You end up hitting the first one. The worst you're going to do is win five bucks. And guess what? If that's the worst you're ever going to do in sports betting, like that all day long. Because, you know, we make 40 or 50 plays a day. Five bucks each time is a lot of money. And that's a pretty darn quick. All right, so let's talk to John. Now, you mentioned the basketball game that also hasn't started yet, correct? Correct, correct, yeah. Uh, we're all over uh, Iowa later tonight. The game starts in about an hour. Um, we're pretty heavy on them. Uh, I just like their offense, the way they're playing. It's going to be a tough matchup. They're obviously playing Iowa State, you know, a little in-state rivalry. Um, their defenses are very similar as far as stats and numbers and everything that that goes. But I just give the edge the way more advantage towards Iowa in this matchup here. I just like how they're playing this year. They really haven't, you know, lost a step even with missing some key pieces from last year that they had. So we're going to be over Iowa. And then something that I just looked at, I hate rooting for boring games, especially on Thursday night. And, man, let me tell you, these Thursday night games, I I don't know how many times you heard us say it, that these are pretty boring. But I'm actually going to go for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers first half team total over nine and a half. Um, It should be about minus 125 on that. I'm going to go. Let's be honest. Minnesota doesn't really have much of a defense. I mean, they lost to the Detroit Lions last week, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. The Lions. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and just lay that. Uh, minus 125. I think the Steelers can put up points against Minnesota. Minnesota's also missing some pieces on the offensive end, so uh, I like that play. I'll throw that in there for some uh, in-game opportunities that's coming up quicker yeah, than the Iowa. Thursday Iowa's. nights um, have been, for a while, uh, just ugly, ugly, ugly games. I like that Steelers call, John. And and I, I tell you, I, I like the Steelers now more that Ben is 
announced his retirement because they know where they stand. And exactly. they appeared last week. They just looked like they were playing harder for him. There's no secrets. Like I, I like the Steelers now that they know he's, he's done for. I, I, I totally agree. I think he'll, he's obviously going to get a push from the players that maybe wasn't supporting him. But now, you know, regardless of whether they were behind him before or not, they're going to want to do that for, for that guy, you, you know, come to, down the stretch here. And and let's be honest, if they can put off a couple good wins here, they're going to be right back in the playoff hunt again. So what a, what a, what's a better way than to send Big Ben off, you, you know, going into the playoffs, give him a shot, you, you know, and that opportunity. So you got to love it. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the position here. You know, normally I'm not a big Steelers fan. They kind of let me down in spots before, but I like them here tonight. And obviously moving forward, I think I'm going to be a big fan of theirs going forward. Right, well, Almost kind of like must if that's games. the way you guys are seeing it, then then I, I got to hop on the over because yeah. <laughs> well here here's why Minnesota scores at home they score points um, yeah and, yep. and so and and it's not you know it's Thursday night football and the over is you know forty something so it doesn't take much when a, when an over is forty something to to have an over uh, my other my other play is I'm gonna stick with this Purdue game. Because I have Purdue minus five and a half in live action, but it's now nine and a half for the second half. But they're losing wow. by one, so that's technically they got to win by nine. I only got them to win by six, so I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create a parlay as we speak. Now this is a live action parlay, but it's not really live action, right? Because the games have already started. I've got uh, the mm. second half of the Purdue game, and I'm going to. Parlay it with the first half of the Thursday night game because you got the first half Pittsburgh team total over, right? Pittsburgh team total over, yeah, nine and a half. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, uh, last time I looked, yeah. And so I've got Purdue minus nine and a half. There's your nine and a half. And uh, I've no, got, ooh, um, I like that. Pittsburgh just, over see the signs. 21 and a half. The, the, the team, the whole game over 21 and a half. And I'm putting that in now. And I, we don't really do that a lot, but. You know, it's it's a weird time of year with college basketball. There's games on early on, on a Thursday. You know, normally we don't get them uh, some, some times of the year. All right, and so the only other bet I didn't get in on Wes's play was that first period over for Detroit because it wasn't an option on the book that I'm using. And the book that I'm using is the one I have money in. That's kind of how I work. I don't always have money <laughs> in all my accounts, even though one of the guys I talk to they're coming out with this product where you could hook up all your books to one wallet. And so if you got money in your account, you could, if you got like, it, maybe it's minus 130 on Bovada and it's minus 115 on, you know, you wager or a jazz sports has a different line, whatever the case may be. As you know, in some sporting events between six and a half and seven, is a big difference in not only your number, but in your points in your, in your, in your VIG. So uh, that that's a pretty cool thing. I don't have that yet. So I'm sitting around waiting for uh, this Detroit game to open up for me so I can bet that Detroit first period over. And, and I had this happen with soccer a lot. Doesn't always mean it opens before that first goal, Wes. So <laughs> all you do is cross your fingers. But it isn't enough action for me to put money in another book because I, I had a pretty good last couple of weeks. I'm still playing with the same money I, I, I put in, like, Veterans Day. You know what I mean? Um, so what we're doing is uh, looking at the, the next thing we're looking at is what we've got going on. Now, we have some U, uh, UFC 269. Uh, I'm pretty sure that neither of you and uh, on this show have ever talked UFC with me, right? I think we have talked it on the show, but not with you two. Is that correct, John? Do you ever talk UFC? Yeah, I, I, maybe for a random Conor McGregor fight, you, you know, yeah. a high marquee fight. But normally, I, I just don't follow it. I, I don't personally don't bet it. You know, I might throw a couple dollars from lunch money on on a play if I'm, uh, you know, at a party where they have the UFC pay per view on. Right. Um, but yeah, I normally don't bet it, tend to stay away from it. Like I said, I don't follow it. So that's my golden rule. If I don't follow it, I don't bet it. Yeah, no. And it's the same thing with me. If the guys are saying, Hey, we're going out to the beach to watch the fight. You want to come? I'll go just to hang out with the guys and, and, yeah. and, and I'll have some, and I've had some great, I've had some great conversations and some great plays where we've won some money. Um, and, and as you know, betting, betting on human beings in a small area <laughs> confinement uh, where they're beating each other severely until one of them cannot fight anymore, sometimes doesn't take long. 
I have had. I won that fight where the girl came running to the middle and kneed the other girl in the head. It was like, I think it was, might have been Nunes and she's fighting Amanda. She's fighting this weekend. I forget who it was. Uh-huh. But it was like a 12-second fight. And it was, the, it was actually fastest score of my career because I, my other one was when the Colts guy took the, the – or the Devin Hester took the kickoff back in the Super Bowl. Such a, oh, yeah. The I Chicago would, I would have G-note on that, and I don't remember was the that Super Bears, Bowl. I got Bears so Colts, dark. right? Uh-huh. All right, so, uh, so, so that's where we're at. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting around waiting for Detroit. Um, I've got um, Pittsburgh. i got Purdue. And the only thing I don't have is Iowa, right? So i got to put that down. Because that's John's plays. Iowa. You had did you have one other play, Wes, besides that Detroit game, or was that it? Um, I'm I'm looking at the Jets later. Uh, they're they're at Seattle. Think, oh, we could do a Winnipeg um, Winnipeg the, parlay. We could do a Winnipeg Winnipeg parlay, and and laying the one and a half is is where I'm leaning. It's a plus two hundred five pay, and um, I, I I like the play. I'm not there yet. Bankroll management and how we do now. Where, where I lay the units, but at plus 205, that's a win that pays like two. So we're going to talk some uh, college football just really briefly, though, because I, you know, I have no opinion. I, I, believe, I do believe that they should have more than four teams. I don't care who's in it. I bet whoever is playing, so I don't control. I'm not in the committee room. But I also want to talk <laughs> Army-Navy, because if, uh, if you've not really got into an Army-Navy game, no matter how poor the teams are, yeah, the spectacle, the spectacle, and the in the uh, the the world that these kids live in is such a different world than what we see on normally on Saturdays with college football. You know, like the NILs, right? The NILs. Think about that for an Army Navy mm-hmm. player. They're up at six o'clock in the morning. They've got to do stuff before they can eat. They eat when they tell them to eat. They take classes that most people couldn't handle. Most student athletes could not handle these classes if they had two tutors for most schools. I mean, I'd be willing to say it's probably 75% because I've known a few Division I uh, athletes, and the, the, to say they get help with their studies is an understatement. And then, of course, we're going to do the video, so let's do this. Let's go right now, and we'll start with that first fight. So this is Harrison Hughes. He's uh, on Instagram at the Combat Complex. Uh, we'll post that up here a little bit, but let's, let's see what he says. There's three fights we're covering Saturday night. All right, let's go out to talk to Harrison. Now, Harrison, as you know, I haven't talked to UFC on a show in a long, long time. We're going to talk 269. We're going to cover three fights. The first fight, we got Dan and Josh fighting about 925 Eastern time. Dan's the underdog. Why can he win? Dan Ige is a durable fighter, and he's what I would call a dog. He's good at fighting through adversity, and he's a capable grappler, and he's a capable puncher. He doesn't really have one-punch power in his hands, but he's willing to get dirty to win a fight. And what I mean by that is he's willing to close the distance, he's willing to engage in the clinch, and he's willing to wrestle, and he's willing to stall fights. And what that means is he'll get someone up against the cage and hold them there. Additionally, Dan Ige's gone the distance against greater opposition in his last two fights. I believe both those fights went five rounds. So when we look at a three-round fight, I'm comfortable picking Dan Ige to at least make it the distance. All right, so Josh is the favorite. Why should he win? He's a slow-plotting fighter, but he has great power in his hands, and he's equally capable as grappling as Dan Ige. Personally, I think he's going to take control of the cage a little bit more than Dan Ige and have Dan Ige on his back foot. So I also think Dan Ige will have to respect Josh Emmett's power a little bit more. So in that sense, I think Josh can impose his will on Ige and force grappling exchanges. What's your bet? I'm going with Josh Emmett by decision. I think this fight goes all three rounds. It's going to be very competitive. It's going to be close. But I think Josh Emmett edges it out. But the play here is that the fight goes at least two rounds because of Ige's durability and Josh Emmett's durability. Both guys can take a punch, and both guys don't mind fighting through adversity. All right, so that's the play over two rounds. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, so yeah, I met Harrison through Sports Fighting Weekly, and you know what? We talked about having a yep. show, and, and uh, you know, with the holidays coming up, it was crazy. I said, you know what? Here's the thing. I looked ahead, and this is like in October. I said, I looked ahead, and I said, you know what? The beginning of December, 269, let's do that one. And so I'm excited, and I'm going to take his, his plays, and I'm going to put in some type of a parlay with it. I will figure it out. But most of the time when 
I talk to you guys, whether we're recording or doing it live, I'm in the moment, so I'm not really sitting there taking notes, but I'm telling you right mm -hmm. now, I've always said this from the beginning on our show. We're going on eight years now. Write this stuff down. Get a pen and paper. You know, use your phone. Type. Do whatever you got to do because we give out so many winners. And I, and I laugh because Blackhawk West made a comment. I don't know if you saw that, John, about can we start the show telling everybody how I liked Alabama last week. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, if we started the show with all the winners we gave out the week before, that would be the show. That would be the show. <laughs> we wouldn't have any time to give out any new winners. That's all right. right. So I'm, I'm going to give an update here on the hockey game. And uh, so right now, it's still no score. And they're about four minutes into the game. I still don't have any opportunity to bet that game. So I'm going to sit tight and just hope that, you know what, I've noticed right about that nine or ten minute mark is when things loosen up a little bit in that first period. Yeah, it does. And this is mellow. They're they're feeling each other out. There's only been one shot on goal by either side. And, and the Blues have taken that shot. So it, it, it'll, it'll get there. And these are two teams that hate each other. So th th we may see gloves drop before we see a goal scored. All right. So where are we at? Uh, we've got our first UFC fight picked. Yep. We're going to come back from break. We're going to talk some Army-Navy. We're going to talk uh, the circuit contest for you guys. And what else? We're gonna, you know what? We're going to just check on some live action. We're going to do what we got to do. You're listening Sounds to good. Sports Betting Weekly. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. You keep lying when you ought to be truthful. And you keep losing when you ought to not bet. Sit back and enjoy the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second F Chaz. We are joined by John from GMF Sports Consultants and Black Hawk West from 151 Sports Investing. So if it's about 20 after 8, wherever you are, look at New York. If it's 20 after 8 New York, you're going to cash some tickets, I. Right? We know you're going to cash tickets. We just don't know where yet. So let's do this. Before we go check on uh, three or four sports that we've got some plays on, let's get back to Blackhawk West so he can explain to me why when you don't play nice in hockey and they send two guys to the penalty box, two other guys get to come in for them. What's up with that rule? It's a coincidental penalty. So they keep they keep both teams at full strength rather than letting them go four on four. Uh, so, I mean, that's really all that's happening. Now, it, there's some cases where there's instigating or unsportsmanlike that comes on top of the fighting penalty against one player where one team would end up down. But, uh, I mean, it's just it's a coincidental penalty. It's two guys agreeing to drop the gloves and, and, and throw some hands at each other. But um, the one that a lot of people don't realize is when it's three on three in overtime and there's a penalty, the opposite team gets an additional guy rather than going to three on two. A lot of people don't know that. I one. did not know that. I did not know that. Yep. Uh, don't, don't, They'll bring a fourth guy out for the other team. Don't uh, don't watch enough hockey to see enough uh, overtimes. I would imagine there's not that, you know, it, it, it's a lot different. With that three on three is a whole different animal. It really is, you know. It really is. All right, so let's look at uh, where we're at. Let's look at uh, uh, John. Uh, give us a recap on our football action we're just about to kick off for nfl right here they're getting ready to warm up and do the uh kickoff here so uh, you, we'll probably update it a little bit you liked the pittsburgh team total over team total over for the first half yeah so i'm on the first half team total which is nine and a half at minus 120 minus 125 ish depending on your uh book of choice right but and that's I, where i'm at for the first I, half i saw that when I looked at the Easy Sports Day, I sent both of you guys the files for not only Week 14, but for the Grey Cup, which we will cover here in a little nice. bit with uh, Blackhawk West. We are, um, we saw the Minnesota score points, so, you know, and I, I, I had no action on the game up until that point. Uh, I normally, I, I have no problem not betting these games because the opportunities in live action, which, like Ohio State last night, was. that's all that was. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was just sitting there watching Christmas movies, scrolling up and down. Uh, actually, we had a little um, basketball action on because my kids are Hoops fans, and as you know, Curry's trying to beat the record, so we, we watched yep. that. And talk about ugly basketball. That was as ugly a basketball. There was, there was, uh, he was trying too hard. Oh, my God, there were six or seven. 
yeah. parts of the game where it was turnover, 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 turnover. It was just ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. However, um, they came back and they covered the second half for me as well. So the second halves, uh, again, the reason I like him is because I know what's going on. There's, there's not in many, as much uh, opportunity for guessing uh, based on the pass. You're saying, hey, this is the case. And how many times, guys, do we see a tale of two halves in every sport? doesn't matter what the sport is. At halftime, one team is kicking ass. By the second half, it's a whole different ballgame. All right, so Blackhawk, well, and- let's in on those other plays we got. Well, so St. Louis is on the board one to nothing, but that doesn't really make a difference to us. We're playing points on Detroit. Well, so, yes, you, um, you are. And I yeah. finally got that yeah. bet in. So I am on the uh, that half a goal. I got it at minus 103. That's a great line. So we're, we're about 11 and a half minutes to go in the first. Remember, Wes, what happened last night? I made a mistake last night. You said there's this kid that's going to get his butthole given to him in the hockey rink. I didn't bet the over, and I should have. So I jumped on it late. But I didn't wait tonight. Tonight I jumped on the over. I figure if you got a guy that's going to get shell-shocked, you're going to get goals from both sides probably. So I am actually on that over one and a half uh, for the first uh, period. And I think it's six for the game. And I don't mind having six and six and a halfs because I always believe the higher the total in any sport, the better chance of it going over because they can only go so high. If they go seven and a half, Who's going to play that, you know? You're right. And and something's going in. Detroit's got seven shots on the board and we're we're not even halfway through. I mean, that's I mean, they're on pace to have a pretty incredible game as far as shots go. They're on pace to shoot 40 shots in this game. Something's going in. All right, so the Iowa game for John starts at 6. What time does that Winnipeg game start? 7? That is 8 o'clock Central, so I believe that's 6 o'clock your time. I'm going to add this banner. I just made the banner for Harrison Hughes, who's helping us with some UFC 269 coverage. But before that, let's talk about, and I, after the words came out of my mouth, Blackhawk West, which was the Winnipeg uh, Winnipeg parlay using the Jets tonight with the Grey Cup, I, I think I like Hamilton. So I'm going to just talk, let you talk about Grey Cup on Sunday. What I'm going to do is look at the, the easy sports data, solidify my bet while we talk. I don't think you're crazy liking Hamilton in, in, in the game. Uh, that's not my play. But uh, Hamilton has had a very impressive couple games in the playoffs. And uh, what we saw last week, we saw the Hamilton quarterback, Dane Evans, come out and go 16 of 16. He ran two touchdowns and he threw a touchdown. He also is not the quarterback that started the game. When you look at their matchup against Toronto, they, they went into Toronto and Toronto had prepared for Jeremiah Masoli. Two totally different quarterbacks. One quarterback that is run first. The other quarterback, he's a true passer, at least CFL-wise. When you look at Winnipeg, Zach Kolaris threw three interceptions. The quarterback has only thrown six the entire season. So as we talked about last week, I thought Winnipeg might be rusty because it's been three-plus weeks, maybe a month since they played meaningful football. But they their, their defense and their running game, Winnipeg has, a, has what's about to be a Hall of Fame running back averaging over he averaged over five yards a carry last week the cfl for a running back to get over 100 yards is a very big deal because you figure four running yards you know in the nfl that's that's pretty good you rush it for four you rush it for four and you're going to get a first down every single time in the cfl you rush it for four then you do it on second down and you got a punt because there's only three downs so i don't think that winnipeg is going to turn the ball over three times their quarterback is probably hands down the MOP, the, the most outstanding player. And that Winnipeg defense is incredible. It, it, I think that what happened last week has created the three or three and a half point spread Winnipeg. If they didn't get off to a slow start last week, we'd probably be looking at four and a half, maybe five points. Um, when Calaris finally caught his rhythm, 17 completions to seven different receivers. So he's spreading the ball out too. Um, I, I, I think with a week to prepare, that Winnipeg defense is going to show up just like it did last week. And now you're looking at the league MOP. Hamilton's defense is playing great, so I don't think that you're you're in the wrong for leaning that way. Um, I just Winnipeg's only losses this year have been in unmeaningful games, or or their near falls have been when they're rusty. So I, I would be very angry with myself if I didn't lay three points. We've laid ten on Winnipeg covered. Yeah, so here, here's some of the stats from Winnipeg. Um, in the first quarter, they're 1-5 in their last six against the spread, 0-4 on the road. This is against the spread. In their second half, what do we know, Wes? They win in the second half. Uh, they're 10-2 against the spread in the second half. They were nine straight 
before they had a couple losses, and then, of course, last week they came back and covered. They're 1-5 for the game against the spread in their last six, 0-3 in their last three on the road. Under, though, the under in their games in the last four on the road is 0-3-1, so three unders in a push. Hamilton in the first quarter, under 0-5-0, 2-11 in their last 13. So out of the last 13 games, 11 have gone over. Home, it's 1-7-0. They're half one, their over is 2-11, so two overs, 11 unders out of 13. Uh, last week, before that, it was, uh, was over, but before that, it was uh, seven straight unders. Now, in the first half at home, they're 7-1 and one against the spread. For the game, they're 6-1 against the spread, 4-0 and oh at home. And here's the one I like the most. They scored 23 points in seven of eight games. That's a, that's a, a pretty consistent run there. So uh, at this point in time, if I was doing anything, I, I'd probably be leaning on the under. These are two very good defenses, so I think you're right leaning on the under there. Betting unders. Man, and it's hard. It is, and there's no denying what you're talking about with Winnipeg in their last six games. But we got to take into consideration is three of their last six have been meaningless games. I'm sorry, f- four out of the last six. Last week's game mattered, but and they were rusty. But prior to that, remember, we were talking about them clinching somewhere around Halloween. We were talking about they've clinched already. Well, they were the best team in the league all, all year, no doubt about that. I mean, I'm not arguing. Sass started out strong, but but Winnipeg was consistent. I mean, think about it. 11-2, and two, yeah. 11 and two, or 10-2 against the spread. I mean, in the half, second half, that'll get you a lot of Ws. Yeah, and the best part about this Grey Cup coming up is it's at 5 o'clock on Sunday. So it's like right in that that slot where the NFL games are kind of coming to an end or at least they're decided for the most part and, and right before the, the primetime game. All right, so let's look at our Army-Navy game. John, uh, ever a big fan of the Army-Navy game in terms of wagering? Um, not really wagering. I, I obviously like to watch it. It's kind of a classic game, you, you know, this time of the year. Um, I probably won't have any significant amount of money on it, but I think this year I probably will play Army and then maybe throw a teaser in with Army and the under, especially the under historically. I think the last 15 games, if I remember the stat correctly, has gone under. Yeah, I've so got, I've that's got, kind of what I'm, what I'm leaning at. I've got the last three right here. 10 to 17, 31 to 7 in a game that was 41 and a half and yep. 0 to 15. But I, re- I have a Christmas memory. We were wrapping presents one year. Kids were in grammar. No, no. My, my oldest son might have been in high school. So, you know, I don't know, a year he graduated, but it was, it was a double ditch of years ago. And we're wrapping mm-hmm. presents. And I got the under, and everything's great. And the next thing I know, you know, that play where they run. The, the halfback uh, option, right? And they hand off to the fullback, and he gets four yards. This guy kept going. He ran like a <laughs> fullback, ran like 78 yards and beat me. <laughs> that caused me to lose an under bet. Under bets are just hard. They're, They're hard brutal. to play. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. It's almost like you're cheering for a boring game, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, how about you, Blackhawk, Wes? I'm with John. If I was going to lay action, it would be on Army. Um, but I – this is a hard one because Army's defense is really good and they take the ball away. And so, like, looking at Army this year, there's been so many games where I've bet on Army first half over or Army Q1 over, and, and they've cashed me so many of these little these little plays. You know, Army over 13 and a half first half, and they put 21 on the board against a team that doesn't know how to defend the run. So, yeah, no, and their last I, five I struggle games, with- they've scored a touchdown in the first quarter in every single one. And that 21-point game was, was Bucknell. But here, here's a stat for Army's defense. Army played Wake Forest uh, at the end of October. Wake Forest is a pretty good club, right? But Wake Forest oh, yeah. is playing in the ACC. Now, that's better than, than what Army plays in. They Correct. beat them 70 to 56. Since that yep. game, they put up 70 on them. Since that game, in the four games since then, Army's defense has given up a total of 57. Wow. Think about that. So they gave up 70 to Wake, and they've given up 57. To one team, six. and then 57 the next games, huh? Yeah. All right, so let's do this. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, ch- let's show this banner. This is check out Harrison out on Instagram at the Combat nice. Complex. He's a combat fighter. 
uh, handicapper. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go listen to him and see what he says about the second fight on Saturday night. All right, welcome back, Harrison. We're talking about the next fight on the UFC card that we're covering, which is Kai Kyra France, Cody Garbrandt. And, and according to my book, it says that um, Kai Kyra is the dog. Why can he win? He can win because he has the better head coach in Eugene Behrman. Eugene Behrman is the coach for Israel Adesanya. He's the coach for other fighters who are very good, and he coaches his fighters well. And what I mean by that is, I think he's going to give Kai Kara France a game plan that's defensively responsible and a game plan that puts Cody Garbrandt on his back foot. So I think he's going to be more likely to mix it up more with the striking and the grappling rather than being one-dimensional. So that's why I give Car Grant, Kai Kara France a chance in this fight. All right, so Cody Garbrandt is the favorite. Why should he win? He's the slight favorite because I think he has better hands. He has more power in his hands, and he also has better hand speed. In addition to that, he has better head movement, and he's a better grappler than Kai Car France. However, I'm not anticipating Cody to really look to grapple. Cody just came off a loss against a, a, a bantamweight in Rob Font, who's a much bigger puncher than Kai Car France. So I don't really have questions about Co Cody Garbrandt's durability. This is a new division for him, but I think he's the more skilled fighter. And assuming he's not a shell of himself, he should be able to edge out a solid fighter in Kai Car France. What's your bet? I'm going with Cody Garbrandt by decision, but I think this fight, I think there's value in this fight going past two rounds and starting the third round bell. There you go. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Our show that we had when we were doing our UFC coverage was will go, won't go weekly. And the reason we did that is because so many times with these UFC fights, the, the lines are crazy. Minus 400, minus 380, that kind of stuff, you know? And, and it's obviously the better fighter. And could you have a, an upset and win at 1,100, 1,200? Of course you could, and it happens. But you're not going to make a living Right, guys, would you both agree you're not going to make a living betting plus 1,200s very often, you know? Uh, and they're 1,200 for a reason. And so the, the will-go-won't-goes, exactly. uh, I, I like those, and I, I like the way this guy's going. But have you ever heard somebody say about a, a combat fight that he was leaning towards the coaching? I've never heard that before. I mean, I've had a lot of guys talk to me about fighting, boxing, uh, mixed martial arts, the whole world. I've never had somebody say it was all about coaching. But I don't know if you guys heard him say defensively responsible. Did you hear that? Yeah. Had you heard it before? Not necessarily. I, I, I don't term, think I've yeah. ever heard someone describe a coach as being defensively <laughs> responsible. I like it. I think it's a little too, too much the tattoo on the inside of my arm here. <laughs> I like defensively responsible. Okay, so let's do this. Let's get an update on our live action. Uh, Blackhawk West, what's happening with the hockey game? Another St. Louis power play. Detroit can't stay out of the box. So we got four minutes to go uh, about in the, in the period, about 30 seconds left in the power play. So it, it's not looking great for the, for the P1. Uh, well, again, I got the over, so I need a goal. I'll take it anywhere I can get it right now. Uh, we still got the two and a half over for the game uh, as well for Detroit. Uh, what about that Purdue game? Any update there, John, from GMF Sports Consultant? Uh, I, I kind of stopped watching that Purdue game. I, I, I missed the uh, score on that because I'm, I'm uh, kind of locked into this NFL game here now. So right, I don't so we have kicked, an update. We kicked off on the NFL game, right? Yeah, yeah. So we kicked off. Uh, right now there's eight minutes in the first. Uh, Pittsburgh has the ball in Minnesota territory. They're driving. Um, they're borderline field goal. Well, yeah, they're at field goal. They're at the 30 right now with first down. So hopefully we can get at least some type of score here. I'll take a touchdown or or even a field goal because, like I said, we need 10. So. Yeah, we got the over, so so we're looking yeah. good there. Let's see. Exactly. Purdue is up. Yeah. Purdue is – they've outscored them in the second half 17 to 8. Wow. So that's, that's uh, right where I need them to be. So that's uh, probably yep. scores a little behind because I'm using uh, websites that don't have sound so they don't pitch to our – our uh, audience. Okay, so Wes, are you definitely playing Winnipeg? This weekend, CFL, I'm playing Winnipeg for sure. It's three, three and a half, depending on where you put it. But I, I mean, I, I like it to be a touchdown game. Right, so before we get off the air tonight, we got to cover the Iowa and the Winnipeg Jets game, right? Those are the two games we're going to be looking at. They haven't started. They're not starting for about 20 minutes or so. So we got plenty of stuff to keep us busy. We got a football game to keep us busy. We got a 
college basketball game to keep us busy, and we have a NHL hockey game to keep us busy. A hockey game that you just cashed on because the Blues just popped a goal in. So it's two to nothing. Take it all day long. It's two to it's two, it's two two to nothing. You 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 just cash. All right, good. So don't get me wrong. I'm very thankful to cash, but you know I'm not shocked to cash. It wasn't my play. Blackhawk West told me that there's a goalie that's going to give up goals, and whenever he does that, the over hits. So I just bet the over. You're really that. Simple. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the circa. Uh, let's start with John. John, I think. Uh, yep. You, you, you had a you had a, a, a little few weeks where it was rocky, but everybody does in that contest, and you were rocking the same weeks other people were rocking, which is sometimes Correct. good because if everybody else is losing, you might as well lose too. Um, where are you right now? Yes. So right now I'm actually still tied. I'm uh, in the upper 50s. I believe I'm tied for 40th spot, um, which is good. There's a ton of people still tied. I, I have to – go through the listing and see all the ties and everything. But um, I'm in the top 50 with a whole bunch of other people. I'm 42, 22, and we got the one push, which is pretty good. So I'm right there in the mix. Um, if I can stay in that top 100 here within the next couple of weeks, I think I'll, you know, be happy with that. And uh, I got It's the top 50 caches. So obviously I got to stay where we're at to see some type of money back. What about you, Blackhawk West? There's tears. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm tied at – 979th but that's like truly being in eighth place so there's just a lot of people tied in the same places so um i've been steady i've been steady yeah i've been steady eddie with my three and two pretty much every single week right now i've uh 36 and 24 nice you know you guys between you are 88 and 40-something. I mean, <laughs> think about that. 88 and 40-something yep. against the spread. Yep. That's why That's why you guys are on the radio. That's why you guys are on the <laughs> internet, you know? And, that, and, and, like, going back before, I had those two – I had two horrible blow-up weeks, which, you, you know, are terrible. But I, I think no matter who you are, especially if, if you're a professional capper, if you, if you play NFL – and, and I tell this to everybody, you're going to have these two weeks where everything just goes wrong. There, there's no escaping that. I don't really care how good you are. So uh, I'm hoping that I got that behind me and now we can move forward, you know, and, and just if I could stay right in that three two range where West has continued to stay steady at, I'll be happy with that. And, and we'll see kind of hope hopefully somebody else has some bad weeks. Yeah. And, and really the key to, to, to betting is when you're having those bad weeks, not to get to do something stupid to not to chase. Sometimes you just got to say, okay, you know what? Yeah. I'm done. You know, well, you got to walk away. Buying in to, to use a poker term, rebuying in is not always mm-hmm. the smartest move. You know, nope. you sometimes it ain't the cards. Sometimes it's you. <laughs> you're just not seeing it right. I talk about it all the time, Wes, with the horse racing. That first race is crucial to me, not because I like to win the first race, even though I tell my wife the first race and the last race are always the most important. The first race, now you're playing with the house money. But the last race, you could at least take your date to dinner. If you go to the horse track with your date and you don't have any money left, you don't usually get another. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get at least a cheeseburger on the way right, out. Right, exactly. Right? In and out, baby. Not that's right. Out here, in and out's worth is is a day. Uh, so, but the the thing is, it means I'm seeing the racing form right. It means I'm reading the paper right, and that's really what it is. If if you're if it's if you're wrong and you're not and you're just not seeing what's happening, you you don't want to chase. Like you said, John, you could have that one back week and and lose four weeks of of budget. Oh yeah, it can happen quick. Yeah. All right, so when we come back, we're going to check on our, our, our games. We'll check, get some updates from the guys. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. If it's uh, about a quarter to nine in New York, you're live and you're cashing tickets as you speak. Uh, you might be hearing us on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, on the Sports Betting Channel. But either way, you're cashing tickets. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And actually, after us, the Loudmouths are on, so you always want to check out the Loudmouths. They've had some really, really great guests. Not even good guests. They've had great guests. we got some uh, live action. If you're listening on the podcast on Billy Up Sports Podcast Network or at the Sports Betting Channel or on uh, SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com, you know what? Here's the thing. The live action probably ain't going to help you much because we've already taken the money in cash. I've got a wife. It's Christmas time. 
I don't even get the money. Next time you see we're going to be on on a Thursday, you should probably grab some money, put some money in your account, tune in. Because uh, we cash tickets. It's what we do. So where we're at now is um, I've got a, that parlay I put in with the two teams that I liked. I liked Purdue in the second half. They're up by 11. John. NFL update. Yep. We've had two missed field goals in the first uh, 10 minutes of the game. Minnesota missed on the first possession, and then Pittsburgh uh, just missed on a 49-yard field goal. Boswell was 24 out of 25, and, of course, he missed this one from inside the 50. So we are still at 0-0, Aren't but there's still five Minnesota minutes left in the first. Inside? Yeah, the they both missed. What am I missing here? <laughs> I know. The guy from Minnesota, I don't know his name, but that one was a 53-yarder. Boswell had a 40-something-yarder. 49 yard and both of them missed. So. Uh, you know what? I, yeah, I remember that lick. I remember that liquored up kickers. That liquored up kickers yeah. doing pretty <laughs> oh, good yeah, for himself, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's that? Manning and, uh, and uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Ye- was it his name, Jaeger something? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. All right. Yeah. So here's where we're at. We are, uh, we're going to kind of finish up with the show. And, and, and I think we got one more clip, right? We got one more clip from. Uh, Harrison Hughes, who's th- talking to us this week about uh, UFC uh, 269 Saturday night. Now, the one thing, and John mentioned that, you know, if you're at a party that's got it on, you know, these are pay-per-view events. So the crowd is usually there, is a, is a UFC crowd. And, they're, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's really, you know, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, it's ultimate fighting championship. It is brutal. You've got a serious, uh, a serious amount of blood. Usually, you've got uh, injuries. Uh, the the hardest part for me is is watching those guys just get kicked over and over. Because you know what? They'll spend three rounds kicking them in the same spot just to mm. piss them off. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they do a fake and they do a roundabout. You got to admit, they're they're an, a, an incredible. Uh, athletic group these fighters the things they do the mixed martial artists so let's go out to uh, harrison Hughes and see what he says about the uh, the what do they call it the the main uh what do they call it what's that guy say that that would be the main so they have like the main card which are normally like the top three tiers of the fight right and i guess this would be the main event i I guess it's probably the poirier uh poirier oliviera fight i think that's 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 the main one yeah let's see what he says all right. All right. Hey, we're, Harrison, thanks again for joining us. You know what? We're talking about the main event, 269, Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. And you know what? I've talked about UFC before. It's like talking hockey sometimes because you can't pronounce their name. But I love Bronx and the Diamond, so I could I could go by that. Dubronx, how could he win? Dubronx is the more technically sound fighter. His punches look crisp. He does a good job at guarding himself. And Dubronx, Charles Oliveira has more tools in his tools in his box to win the fight. What I mean by that is he can end the fight on the feet by outstriking Dustin Poirier. He can out-wrestle Dustin Poirier to a decision because of his ability to close the distance. And he can also submit Dustin Poirier. Charles Oliveira is one of the – he has a, a large amount of finishes in the UFC, a lot of those coming by submission. So he has more ways to win the fight than Dustin Poirier, but I have questions about his durability. So this is a live better's dream if they're betting on this fight. Yeah, 90% of his fights don't involve the judges. So right. what about the favorite? Why should Dustin win? Dustin Poirier, he's more durable. He can he can take punches, and he's good at defensive grappling. What I mean by that is when Charles is looking to take Poirier to the ground, is not going to be without resistance. Poirier has fought against Khabib, and although he lost the fight, he showed an aptitude for defensive grappling and positioning. So overall, I think Poirier will eventually wear down Charles Oliveira and start to start to punish him to the body. He's defensively sound enough on the feet to guard against Charles' strikes, and he's good enough defensively in the grappling exchanges to keep from going to the ground. So overall, I think that wears on Charles, and Dustin Poirier is going to be able to impose his will. Two guys here in their last 16 fights are 15-1. and one. So these guys are winners. They're not afraid to win. The question I have for you is what is your play? I'm going with Dustin Poirier to get the finish. I think Charles Oliveira is still fragile, and he's going against the most durable fighter in the division, the fighter who's the most war-proven in the division. In addition to that, I don't think Charles' skill, his technical prowess, is going to overwhelm Dustin. It's not The gap isn't that significant for Dustin just to be outmatched on the feet. So that's why I give Dustin the edge in a very close fight that ends before the judges can make a decision. 
Well, there you go. Uh, he he likes Dustin, and he likes it um, to to be over mm-hmm. before uh, it goes to the judges. And the bottom line is, uh, I've got myself a nice little three-player parlay for UFC 269. <laughs> so there you go. All right, so let me just I like con- it. Let me confirm, John, from GMF Sports Consultants, that we are uh, yes, we're going to go till six o'clock here. So what happened gotcha. at the football game? Uh, football game, Minnesota scored, so we got uh six. They missed the extra point. They did miss the extra point. So they have missed so, seven points already. So it, yeah, it's technically seven points. We got two they, missed field missed goals, more points makeable than field scored. goals, and an extra point. And we're we're inside in this dome esque oh, Minnesota atmosphere. Gracious. So yeah. Yeah, so but that's we have seven seen points that. off the board. We have seen yeah. that, right? Once they, as soon as they moved that that extra point back, it really changed the world of extra points. It really did. And, and, and I think this year, man, it, it's been unbelievable the amount that has been missed on a regular basis. Well, we, you know, and and and, and I and I've said it on a group chat before. The kickers, man, they got one job, right? You, you think you would be able to make that? It's kind of like hitting a free throw. I right, think. right, right, right. Yeah. We uh, yeah. yeah, we had that one Sunday where we started counting them, and it was like seven or eight oh, was, or nine. Oh, it, was it, was, it was Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and when you got action on it, those points count. Come on, come well, yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, guys, I got twenty-one yeah. and a half, right? So I got the Purdue <laughs> bet is going well. I got it hooked up to Pittsburgh. Now I got, I got them straight, but uh, a parlay pays more than straight bets. So exactly, uh, yeah. you know, when I'm chasing twenty-one and a half, I'm going to end up if they score two more touchdowns, it's going to be sitting at twenty. And I'm going to have three yeah. missed kicks, you know? Yep. Let's talk about this week's plays. Where are you on your NFL plays for your circuit contest? Now, again, if you missed out, he's sitting 20 games over 500. He's 42, Correct. 22, and 1. But Correct. if that shocked you about John from GF Sports <laughs> Consultants, that you, 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 you must have just beamed down from another planet. because uh, that's what he does yeah yeah we've done these contests before i've done some with other websites other pages um you know so i'm familiar with how these work and everything like that i just like the thrill of doing them and seeing how you stack up um this week i'm kind of going through it but i got two that i am gonna lock in uh so the first one is gonna be the 49ers versus the Bengals, and i actually like the 49ers this week um, it looks like uh, Burrow's going to have some hand injury issues, and that played a big factor in last week's game. I know 49ers are coming off a big, big disappointment, but I liked them to rebound here. And then the next game is going to be Detroit. I actually like Detroit. Um, even though they just won their first game last week, they've been competitive if you watch them, and, and they're getting 10 points here. Um, so I'm going to stick with Detroit. I think they're going to build off that win, and I hope they keep it close. So I like those two plays, and I'll, I'll kind of iron out the rest of the three of them. Well, yeah, you know, they we played well. Yeah. They played well in that W. There's no doubt about it, you know? Yep, yep. Oh, definitely, yeah. And You you know, besides maybe a couple handful of games, they, they've been – there's numerous games where they've missed a kick or they had a chance to win or something didn't go right in these games. So, you I know, know, I think I, even I, though – John, they, I think they did what losers do. Losers <laughs> find ways to lose. To lose yeah. exactly that yeah no that's yeah as kind of cliche as that sounds that's exactly how it goes in the NFL and and I'm actually thinking that maybe this win changes them now I'm not saying Detroit's going to win out right here but I think they're going to be able to keep it close I think that's a big number for them I, I know Denver's playing in Denver but they're coming off kind of a lackluster week last week too so I don't really have much confidence in them moving forward I'm going to take the points here I think they're going to build on that moving forward don't be surprised if you see Detroit maybe sneak another one here or there um, so I I feel comfortable laying the points with those two right now yeah that was the most that was the most points they scored. In a long time. Yep. In a long time. Yeah. And on the yeah. road, they're, that was they're a not good game. scoring points. Was a good game. So if you like Detroit in that game, you got to you got to be leaning under too, because if Detroit's going to win that game, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to outscore them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I look for Denver to kind of. Denver's having some issues, injury issues too. Melvin Gordon is kind of questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to play. They do have another very talented back who I think last week had. 170 something plus yards you, you know so they're there i think they're gonna lean on him a little bit more kind of seemed like they abandoned the running game a little bit with teddy bridgewater i don't know how much confidence they have with him moving forward um you know denver obviously they they made some changes in personnel with the defense they let miller go they let some pieces go so i'm not sure exactly what their state of mind is like i said i i think this is a lot of points 
you, you know, versus a, a hungry Detroit team who shows the capability of being able to stay in these games and they're coming off their first win. I think that momentum will carry that locker room and at least keep it close. Yeah, 10 points is just screams backdoor cover. It just screams oh, yeah. it, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, give give me that last second touchdown or whatever. Like I said, especially for, you, you know, I know it's tough to play in Denver, but Denver, did, you know, they looked terrible last week, you know, so – um, yeah, and, I, I and, and that quarterback, that. don't get me wrong, the Rams jettison. He did get into uh-huh. a Super Bowl, and, he, and he, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's better than most quarterbacks in the league. I would say he's got to be in the top 50 percentile. Correct, correct, yep. Uh, here's a, here's a, an easy sports day to tip it on that San Francisco. In the first half, their last seven games, they've gone over 6-0-1. So one push, six overs. But on the road in the second half, they're on the road, right, this week? Yeah, they're on the road. Yep. They're allowing nine points or less in five straight games. Just kind of hard mm-hmm. to lose a game, John, when you give up nine points in 30 minutes. That's right. That's really right. Hard. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they, they've also got some key pieces back, too. Now, I know last week they looked absolutely horrendous um, in a game. Probably most people had them winning. Um, but, you know, I think Kittle's going to be there. I think they're going to be able to grind the ball against Cincinnati. And and I think this Burrow uh, – you. Uh, um, the pinky, whatever uh, finger, I think it's his pinky. Um, it, it, it affects the way how you throw the ball because how you that ball is leaving, and and it showed it that that was I think statistically one of the worst games that he had last week when he got that injury. Yeah, and but again, you see, you, you see it all the time when they smash their hands on the helmet. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that, you know, I think, the same think thing. about Russell, your fingers. Russell, if you get a, a, a paper cut, you get a you yeah. get a paper cut on your finger. It bothers yeah. you for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's going to play. And and you see Cincinnati kind of regressed. Uh, I think these last couple weeks. And you know, I think this is a line where if if you're just looking at the line, you're going to say, no way, San Francisco is going to win this game. You know. And I'm going that way just because of that. I like them here in this spot. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel comfortable with that. So I, I hope that they get some big plays for Cincinnati. Obviously, the injury is going to play a big part in that. No doubt about it. All right, before we uh, head off and let the uh, the, uh, the loudmouths join the uh, the network, uh, nice. tell the people how they can find you. Uh, they can get a hold of me. Probably social media is the best place to do it. Uh, Instagram, GMF underscore sports underscore consultants. Should be able to type it in, pull me right up. You there can you also right find there. me on Facebook. GMF yep. underscore sports underscore consultant. That's it. It's a lot of it's a lot of letters, but I should pop up, which is not oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's the yeah. ROI. If yeah. you type that in on social media, the ROI for John. Yeah. Again, I'm just gonna say twenty games over five hundred week thirteen. After Number, week thirteen. That's, so that's not bad. Hey, Women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. That's right? it, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, do me a favor, always be cashing. Always be cashing. Have a good night. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.